resident Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Residential Tech Talks. You're chopping it up with Chuck, and we are very excited to have today Alex Capasolatro, the CEO and co-founder of one of the hottest brands in the smart home space, Josh AI. Alex, how are you doing today? Thanks. Doing well. I mean, it's uh, crazy right now with all the coronavirus stuff, but I'm you know doing as well as anyone can be doing right now. Yeah, it's definitely a unique time in the industry. I don't think anybody's seen anything like this. But I did notice that uh, I think I saw on social media today. Where you are you getting ready for a uh, a flight to Paris? You know, every year I like to pull a a pretty good April Fool's prank, and I thought I was uh, I usually am up late and kind of can't sleep. Around two thirty three in the morning, I thought, you know what? At six thirty, I'm going to post that I'm at LAX with a picture of an airplane. And that, you know, flights are cheap. Let's let's go travel. And um, it, it worked. I fooled a bunch of people. But, you know, in good, good gesture. I, I don't like to hurt anyone with my pranks, but it was a fun joke. It, it was pretty good. I saw I saw it on uh, on social media this morning and my eyebrows kind of went up and I was like, whoa. And then I started reading the comments and I was like, he got him. He got him. That was that was pretty good. By the way, your uh, your company also did a little something for fun with the uh, what was that with the political um, voices for the for the Josh AI. Exactly, uh, it's kind of been a company tradition. We do an April Fool's prank each year, typically you know launching a fake product or a rebranding. And so this year we were thinking with all the political stuff going on, you know, we wanted to stay away from anything healthcare related. We said, you know, we've got this big election. You're seeing on the news all the time, you know, the Democrats running and Trump and all this stuff. For fun, what if instead of getting the Josh response when you ask for commands, you basically got a politician responding, but with some, you know, common catchphrase. So, you know, when you say to open the shades to 50%, Elizabeth Warren comes on and says, you know, and raise the minimum wage by 50%. And, you know, just kind of had fun with this fake notion of, what if Josh basically responded as a, a politician? And um, it it also got a bunch of people tricked, but I think most people were quite happy that it was not real because it would get annoying super fast. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we put it out in our in our newsletter, and uh, I got to forward it to you after this. Some of the responses we got from people was uh, was pretty funny. Like they, they liked it; they were chuckling. We got a couple of responses. People said they spit their coffee out. Uh, so <laughs> I'd have to say kudos to your team. Uh, you guys did a pretty good job this year. Thanks. Well, the, the best part is at the end, we tell people, if you want to give it a try, just tell Josh to, um, you know, launch political mode. And if you actually tell that to any Josh system, we play back an Obama MP3 uh, file where Obama is basically pulling an April Fool's joke and says, you know, April Fool's in his voice. But we decided to have a little more fun. We did sort of a follow on. I um, mean, at the very end of the video, we say you can also, if you don't want to try political mode, you can try Joe Exotic mode with all the Tiger King stuff going on. And uh, that's all built into Josh as well. That is, uh, that's pretty funny. So you, so, so what's been going on with you? You're the, uh, you know, like I said earlier, you're the co-founder and CEO of Josh AI. Um, you guys are one of the, uh, the hottest brands in the, in the smart home space, the, the home integration with voice and artificial intelligence. Um, how have things been for, for you and for, for your people, you know, kind of just during this time of, uh, of everybody staying at home, how, how has that um, affected things? You know, first and foremost, I feel super, super fortunate 
we haven't had to lay anyone off. Almost everyone in the company can do, you know, their job from home. We have a lot of programmers and designers and it's been just really gratifying that we've been able to shift. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's doing well. But I mean, God, I have friends that they own restaurants and hotels and lots of our integrators that we partner with are, are really having a, a rough time right now. And that's from, you know, the business sense. You then look at, you know, from the health perspective, I knock on wood that no one that I know, you know, directly has been super impacted by this. But a lot of friends are telling me that a friend of theirs or a relative um, has tested positive, a, a couple people even dying at this point. And it's, it's just not, it's not a good time. You know, for us, we're, we're lucky, we're fortunate, we're trying to figure out how can we help the community? How can we give back? But I mean, it's a time that, you know, I think everyone is, is kind of in this together and can't wait for it to end. I, I couldn't agree more. It seems like during times, you know, of this where you've got a, um, you know, something that's, I mean, this is worldwide, global, but, you know, it, it makes me remember like during 9-11, you know, right afterwards, like everybody came together, businesses came together. And it seems like um, that when we have our backs against the wall and, you know, here in America and, and even around the world, um, that sometimes during the biggest crisis is when people really come together and, you know, united, we, we do great things. I'm hoping um, that, you know, on the other side of this, we're going to see, you know, people helping people and, and companies helping their employees and, you know, just really us coming out of this, you know, better, stronger, you know, smarter. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, it's, it's a really, really tough time all the way around and I'm hoping it can, it can help bring out some of the best of us, you know, helping each other. Definitely. And I'm not sure, you know, exactly when this is going to air relative to when we're filming, but for anyone listening, I mean, if you're, you know, one of many of us that are having a hard time, highly recommend checking out the SBA loans that are going on. It's, it's pretty amazing, um, you know, what the government's offering, you know, these forgivable loans that will help cover employee salaries, rent, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I know we're definitely taking advantage of it. Uh, Lutron today had a, a great webinar for a bunch of their dealers. I know Control 4 and Snap are doing stuff. So, you know, definitely if you're someone that's feeling like, you know, these are really, really tough times. You're not sure what to do. Highly recommend looking into the SBA loans because it's pretty amazing what's out there. That's uh, that's some great advice. And, and by the way, how did you, you've got a really interesting story, um, you know, background. Can you, can you tell our audience just kind of how you, how you got into the tech industry? Sure. So um, yeah, started Josh AI five years ago. Uh, just celebrated our birthday um, this month, so it's it's kind of a nice milestone. But it's been a, a crazy whirlwind of a journey before that. So grew up uh, upstate New York, dropped out of high school when I was 16 to go work for the government. Spent a bunch of labs in different national, spent a bunch of years in a bunch of different national labs. So I was in D.C. at the Naval Research Lab working on kind of nanotechnology related stuff. I moved out west, was at UCLA, um, ended up at two different NASA divisions, the Jet Propulsion Lab and the Glenn Research Center, and then over in uh, New Mexico at the Sandia National Lab. And I found that I, I love cutting-edge technology. I, I love kind of working in those types of environments. But what, what, what always frustrated me was you can't talk about it. It's highly confidential. You can't commercialize this stuff. And therefore, the direct impact on people is, in my opinion, either lower or at least further out. And so I, I really wanted to get to a place where I could bring technology to people and, and try to make a difference. And so I, I got out of doing work for National Labs. I was still kind of in the high technology space. I did some work for SpaceX and then joined electric car company, Fisker Automotive. 
and just found that I, I love the intersection of solving really hard problems that involve design, software, and hardware, because it's just a really interesting mix of, of you know, talents that you have to bring together. And I think that's where the magic really happens. So I, I built a couple of companies, sold a couple of companies. And five years ago, when I was kind of looking at what was next, I was in the process of building a home. My business partner was um, basically remodeling a, a 40,000 square foot um, 1930s home in Colorado. And, and the two of us were just chatting about there's so much great hardware. You've got these great speakers, great lighting fixtures, great shades. But the software felt like it was just not as good as it could be. And we started thinking about with machine learning and artificial intelligence, how you could really transform the home and, and the user experience. Voice is a piece of that. So for those who don't know Josh AI, we build our own voice control. It's a big, big portion of what we do, kind of pride ourselves on the natural language concept of what Josh can do. But beyond that, we also find it's really important to use data and use machine learning to start to get smart with things like energy management, health and wellness, safety and security. You know, there, there's so many areas in the home that, that we believe in transforming. And also one of the things that has become really important to me, you know, working for national labs in highly confidential environments is that I think data privacy and confidentiality is super important in the home. You know, I, I worry about some of these microphones in terms of who's listening. You know, we've got, you know, these devices all over. And, and I think when you're in your home, you should be safe. You should be comfortable. And so we just made it a core tenant with Josh AI. We are never going to sell data. We're not going to target ads. Everything that we can process in the home and not go to the cloud stays in the home. And so we've kind of become the privacy-focused voice control, um, you know, platform, which has always been important to us, but we didn't realize how important it would be until some of these other voice assistants, you know, started really kind of jeopardizing people's data. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty important though, that you guys, you, you just sort of came to this, uh, uh, decision that this is, this is who we are and this is what matters to us. And that's what, you know, that's what strong companies do, right? Your, your, your values align with, you know, your tech and everything like that. And privacy, it's gotta be on top of the mind of, of almost everybody, um, who's into, you know, smart home or, or voice technology. Yeah, I mean, when we started this company, we thought more important than making money and more important than building cool stuff, we want to build transformative products that actually make people's lives better. And we couldn't honestly do that if we were selling your data and targeting ads. It just, to us, that doesn't feel like it's actually making your life better. So it's kind of a natural component of what we do. Yeah. And by the way, you're, uh, um, you're in LA right now. Are you in California? I'm in California. Um, I was in LA yesterday, but came down to Palm Springs. We've got a, a little place down here and um, kind of weathering the storm away from the big city right now. Yeah. And everybody is, is doing that right now. I think 60, you know, 60, maybe 70% of the country now um, is, is, you know, staying at home right now. And it seems like now more than ever, home is the new refuge. You know, um, it's it's more important than ever because people are spending a lot of time in their home that uh, that they can enjoy it and and like you said that their their technology works for them. Absolutely, and you know we've been really paying a lot of attention to how things are changing in this new world order. You know, one example is just making sure the network is is absolutely as robust as possible because when you've got all the kids home, you're working from home, you're doing these video calls. It's important that the network's you know really stable. 
But with voice control, it only gets that much more important. You know, it's less devices that you're touching, less germs that you're spreading. Um, and it's just a really interesting kind of dynamic of now that we're working and, and spending all day at home, people are starting to realize, I think, how important this technology is and, and how important it is to integrate it and install it properly. So it, it's it's integral right now uh, that we have voice technology. I mean, I know when I'm in the kitchen and I want to change the channel on my TV, I, I get irritated when I have to go find the remote, which, by the way, finding the remote is a whole nother issue in and of itself sometimes, you know, trying to be able to find that thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's getting to where we as consumers are are expecting to be able to use voice almost for everything. And when we have to, it sounds dumb, but when we have to pick up a remote or we have to push something, it's, it's almost irritating now. Uh, I, I agree, but I think it even goes well beyond, you know, just kind of changing the channel. What we're finding that's, that's so interesting is so many people are getting accustomed to the DIY stuff. You go on Amazon, you buy a Fire TV and an Alexa, you can buy some Q light bulbs and you can get, you know, a, a decent experience for a smaller environment, but it, it's very kind of, you know, hacky and do it yourself and hard to maintain. Once you get into the professional space, which is where we play, you've got a professional integrator who's installing things the right way. You've got, you know, distributed audio and video systems. It's just mind blowing what you can do differently. For example, with Josh, you just walk in a room. If you say the words, turn it up, Josh is looking at, well, what is in this room? We have music, we have video, we have temperature, we have lights. And it's essentially able to get smart about, oh, turn it up is probably the lights because that's the last thing that you're referring to. And it's set to 50%, so we'll turn it up to 70%. There's a lot that, that you can do in the professional space that you're just not able to do in the, the mass market. And, and I don't think people yet realize how much better your, your life and home could be if you have these types of products. Absolutely. It's one of those things you don't know you need it until you get to experience it. And then you wonder, how did I get along without this before? Definitely. But yeah, I, I will admit things are rapidly, rapidly changing. You know, we, um, for those in the industry, know, um, try to make a big announcement every year at Cedia, our industry trade show that's in September. And right now with the lack of conferences and traveling, we're starting to make plans for how do we continue to launch great product, but do it in a different way. You know, maybe we do some live stream video product unveiling that we invite people to make it an event, but just trying to get, get creative because things, things are different than they were, you know, 12 months ago. Yeah, they, they definitely are. And I want to ask you more about that, uh, about events. And I also want to find out what you're, what you're watching right now while you're, uh, you know, at home and, and staying home and staying safe like everybody else. But first, we got to take a quick break, um, give a shout out to one of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back here on Residential Tech Talks with Alex Capasolatro, co-founder and CEO of Josh AI. We'll be right back in just one minute. Today's episode of Residential Tech Talks is brought to you by Z-Wave Alliance. Z-Wave products and applications fall into every conceivable area of control and monitoring for residential and light commercial environments. They are powering revolutions in home safety and security, healthcare and independent aging, hospitality and real estate management, and energy conservation. Z-Wave is at the forefront of green energy management technologies, allowing automated meter readings and enhanced demand management. Z-Wave also offers integrators and system designers a world of business opportunities, along with the products and training to make those opportunities pay dividends for both you and your clients. 
Z-Wave Alliance changing the connected world. Visit www.z-wavealliance.org. That's www.z-w-a-v-e-a-l-l-i-a-n-c-e.org to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Residential Tech Talks. You're chopping it up with Chuck, and I'm here with Alex Capasolatro, co-founder and CEO of Josh AI. And uh, Alex, you were just talking about uh, Cedia. That's, you know, and other big events. That's where you guys make big announcements. That's where big tech uh, is dropped. That's where partnerships are are announced. Um, let, let's talk a little bit more about what, what the industry does when we can't count on those events being there you know, like we've got uh, uh, currently right now. How do you see that sort of affecting, um, you know, how how you guys do rollouts and announcements and, and things like that if there's, if there's no events? Honestly, these are uncharted territories. You know, it's very, very rare that these events aren't happening. You know, I mean, this is the first time possibly ever from what I'm hearing that the Olympics are getting moved. Um, and so, so I, I wouldn't say there's a, a good, you know, playbook of, this is what you do when, when the events aren't happening. Yeah. But for us, it's, it's a combination of, you know, first understanding that the events not happening are directly tied to a, a health crisis, a pandemic that many of our customers and our, our partners and integrators are dealing with. And then second, that there's an economic crisis that basically goes along with that. And so we want to be really mindful that this is probably not the best time today to be launching a new product to be, you know, pushing on sales, to be bringing on lots of new folks. Um, you know, in many ways, it's it's similar to 2008, where we think about just bunkering down. We don't want to, you know, lose any employees. We don't want to have to furlough anyone if we can help it. But we want to survive, get through this, and then, you know, thrive on the other end. So to a certain extent, there will probably be some, you know, delayed launches, um, you know, some campaigns that, we're, we either don't do, or maybe we do in a different way. But we're also basically addressing the fact that in this new world order, there are different things that integrators can do. So an example of this would be, while getting out and visiting clients is, is just not happening right now, people have more time at home to set up their personal showrooms and to really go through online certifications and training. And so we've been seeing a record number of dealers getting certified as, as Josh dealers because we've put all that online, we've made it very easy to go through and, you know, kind of get educated without leaving your bedroom. Um, and that's a big part of it. The other thing, though, is I would say for the first month or two that we go through this, it's very much a wait and see, don't make any drastic changes, just kind of, you know, deal with it day by day and week by week. But then we're forecasting out saying, hey, if six months down the road, CD is getting canceled. Well, at that point, people are hungry for, for a change. People need you know, a little bit, you know, a little shakeup. And so we're big on investigating how can you do sort of online conferences. Um, an example of this is I'm chatting with a couple of buddies in the industry about doing rotating panels where you can just jump in and join a Zoom call where we have maybe a, a panel of experts talking about AI or talking about um, health and wellness in the home or different topics, uh, which I think are very relevant and very interesting. Um, I will say though, right now, the main thing on a, a lot of our partners' minds is just, again, staying in business, trying yeah. to get through this. And so we're doing everything we can to research and, and understand what the SBA loans are all about, what are tactics that you know people can take that help 
help really keep their businesses alive and then trying to share that information. But, you know, we're, we're trying to balance the, the deep stuff, you know, the, the sort of, you know, keep you up at night type stuff with keeping it light and playful. So we mentioned we did the April Fool's campaign last yeah. Friday. We did a, a cocktail hour on Zoom where we had, you know, 20 people all drinking various cocktails. And we think it's important that in these trying times, we remember we will get through it. It's important to smile every day and to try to find the bright side because it, it's not all doom and gloom. You're right. And by the way, we also had our first virtual happy hour and uh, there was, it was really cool. I think people enjoyed it, you know, just uh, just being able to have a little bit of connection with with your coworkers and everything like that, even though everybody was uh, stuck at home. So I think that's a that's a new thing for 2020 virtual happy hour. Definitely. And I, and I think that'll work for a little while, but six months later, people are going to be kind of over it. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be sick of it. Hey, speaking of which, what are you, what are you watching right now? What is, what is Alex having the queue? Um, because a lot of chatter online is definitely with, uh, you know, streaming. Um, people are, are uh, using their home entertainment systems, their TVs, you know, their everything like that. What's, uh, what's in your, your queue? Uh, so I'll admit the first, two, two and a half weeks that we've been going through this. I didn't watch any TV. It, it's been busier than ever. Just, you know, trying to figure out what to do with the business our employees our integrators. It's, it's been pretty crazy. Um, but one by one, you know, friends kept recommending and posting and talking about this ridiculous Netflix show, Tiger King. And I said, <laughs> I, I've got to see what this thing's about. I, I watched the first episode. And I have to admit, I'm I'm a little hooked. I'm I'm now four episodes in. Um, you know, I'm not binging it. I'm letting it take its time. But you know, an episode a night, it's uh, it's a pretty ridiculous show. I, I have to admit. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it, you, I, I'm the same way. I I finally had to check it out. I used to live in Florida, um, so I I kind of know Florida, you know, Florida man, you hear about that. And, uh, so checking it out, I was, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely the kind of TV that uh, gives people something to talk about. <laughs> what, what, what kind of a system do you have? What, uh, um, uh, people like to have, you know, nice, uh, home theaters and stuff like that. What, what kind of a system are you rocking? Oh, I mean, I'm embarrassed to admit, I typically, if I'm going to watch anything, I prefer just to watch on my phone. Um, yeah, I'm really, really boring in that regard. But um, th this house here in Palm Springs, we've had it uh, just about a year now. And so we inherited a bunch of technology and then kind of built on top of it. This is the first home I've ever lived in that was a control four home. And um, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's got a nice round sound kind of living room set up with a, a Sony TV that, you know, is just great to watch. Um, but then we put in all Lutron for the lighting and shades. Um, it's a sort of a glass box, very modern home. So we have all privacy and, and blackout shades on the windows and then just controlled everything with Josh. So we've got voice controls to turn on the fireplace. Um, you know, we've got control for music throughout. And this is a still, I think, a beta feature we haven't officially released, but I can go around and, you know, ask Josh to play, you know, classical music everywhere. And it's going to do all that right through control four. Um, We've got a uh, interesting Pentair setup at the pool that we've been using a bit. I don't have it all fully integrated yet, but you know, when I get some free time, I try to just build it, you know, further and further along. Where did I don't know if I've asked you this, but where did Josh AI? Where did the name come from? You know, we started the company as uh, 
officially incorporated as J star, which was kind of a placeholder. My, my business partner just went in and filed that without really checking with me. And, um, he, he came up with the J, um, which was initially from a sort of a friend of a friend named Josh, but not, not thinking about it as a brand. This was a case where we had different sort of, uh, voice assistants for different things. Um, you know, I think his uh, skiing house, he called Sean White. So that was Sean. Um, my home, I called Theodore, named after the male character in the movie Her. We had lots of kind of fun names for, for different uh, setups. And what we found was just the the system that we were deploying and, and showing off in the first six months the most was our office setup that we had called Josh, which was actually um, nicknamed after a, um, a physical trainer friend who the running joke was like super fun, great looking, but maybe not the brightest person. And that was always the joke with voice control is that, you know, it's, it's fun, but it's not always the smartest. Um, at least, you know, in the early days, huh. as we started building the brand and, and kind of sharing, you know, what we were working on, we very quickly came upon this notion that we loved the idea of making the logo a dog. And so if you've seen the Josh logo, it's a sort of outline of a dog. And the, the thought is that, Dogs are great companions in the home. You've got the sort of legacy of it's man's best friend. Um, you can teach dogs basic voice commands like sit and roll over, but you're not expecting a dog to do any kind of crazy, you know, uh, you know, conversation, you know, basic voice commands. Um, and then, of course, there's the whole security and privacy aspect that a, gar- a dog can be a, a watchdog. And so we, we knew that we liked the idea of the dog um, long before we kind of settled on the name. And as we just were talking to people about the system, they they very quickly would hone in on on Josh as a like a, a person, a personality. Yeah. Right. And so people would ask us about Josh and say, "Oh, it was fun chatting with Josh." And you know, what new things has Josh learned? And we just realized that from a branding perspective, it was it was really great in that it's a simple four letter word. It's very memorable. Um, the downside is that it's not the most unique name. So we added the dot AI to really kind of symbolize what we are as a business. And, and Josh AI has just become a, a very kind of sticky brand. People hear it, they remember it. You know, it's easy to kind of think and say. Um, and what, what kind of sealed the deal was, we, I often like to kind of search, you know, brands and, um, and see kind of what things come up on the internet. And if you search Josh, you get the Urban Dictionary result as one of the first pages. It's either first or second that comes up. And Urban Dictionary basically says Josh as sort of a um, a noun is that fun-loving guy, shy at first, but when you get to know him, you'll fall in love. And we just thought that was so perfect for what we're trying to do. That is that is brilliant, and I I couldn't agree more because I think of you know if I think of like Google Voice, I think of something impersonal and cold and like you know just software. But when I think of Josh AI, it's almost like uh, like you said, like a friend, you know, like a, you know, I don't want to say like a butler, but you know, someone that's there to serve you and make things better. And it's, it personalizes it. Um, you know, it, it just, I, I think it's a really, really, it's a, it's a cool name that you guys have. And it does, like you said, it makes your brand feel different and not so impersonal. And by the way, dogs are loyal and they do not sell your data. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, can, you can trust a dog in the room, any conversation. You definitely can. I don't know if you can trust the, uh, the other guys. Um, do, you see, do you see voice as kind of a stepping stone 
um, to more artificial intelligence? Voice is very much a piece of, of what we do and a piece of what I think the user interface of the home needs, but uh -huh. it's not the entire be all end all. And I think automations are really important. You walk, you know, walk in the bathroom at two in the morning, you don't want to say turn on the lights, you want a motion sensor to bring the lights up, but bring them to the right level. You don't want them to go to 100%. And so it's our belief that voice coupled with automation and machine learning is where you can start to do some really amazing things. And an example of this is the more that you live with voice, the more that you just kind of get lazy, you, you expect to be able to say very simple things. Mm -hmm. And so with Josh, if you walk into a room and say, play some music, Josh knows what room you're in, it knows what time of day it is, and it knows historical context of what music you typically play in different rooms at different times. So if you often work out in the gym at seven in the morning, when you go in there and ask for music, you're gonna get workout music. But if you go in the dining room at dinner time and say, play some music, you don't want workout music, you want classical music or something more relaxing. And so Josh is using data and contextual information with the addition of voice to try to do smarter and smarter things. Yeah, it's it's fascinating what you guys are doing. And I just think it's really, I mean, the whole industry is is great. You know, the whole residential tech space, smart home, everything like that is incredible. But it's just really fun to see what you guys are doing and how you're doing in the industry. And I'm I'm really excited to see what uh what comes next from from Josh AI. Where can where can people um you know get a hold of you or or find out more about Josh AI? Yeah, so the website's just josh.ai. We're on all social, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, which is uh, josh.ai spelled out. So J-O-S-H-D-O-T-A-I. Um, and then I love when people reach out directly. So you can just email me directly if you'd like, alex at josh.ai. That's awesome, man. We really appreciate you uh, taking some time to be with us here today. Um, we'll make sure that um, we keep an eye on what you guys have going on. Hopefully, we've got Cedia coming in about in about five months because I think it'll be really cool for everybody to be able to see each other again and you know have these announcements and stuff like that. But in the meantime, take care of yourself, uh, stay safe, and again, we really appreciate you coming on, spending a few minutes with us here today. Everybody, uh, Alex Capasalatro co-founder and CEO of Josh AI here on Residential Tech Talks today. If you like this episode, make sure that you like it and uh, share with your friends. And don't forget to follow Residential Tech Today on social media so you can stay in the conversation with all the cool brands just like this one here. Thanks a lot, everybody, and have a great day.